Leading off with a big story of the day. Here's The Drive. On the Roselaw.com text line, McGlinchey getting C over Bowles. C is a 100% Sean Payton statement. Bowles may be out of here before the trade deadline unless he plays great. And this may be a chess move to motivate or break Bowles. It's uh, D-Mac, Sean, uh, no Sean, um, KJ. We're still waiting for Russell, huh? Russell hasn't spoken yet, KJ? Not no, yet? Not yet. Big oh, we'll C. They announced the captains here today. What do you think about that, Mabuchi? Hold on. I mean, aren't there... They're going to be set captains, right? But don't they rotate? Like, I feel like they rotate That's, a few. Banjo used to do that. Um, how did Hackett do it? Did he rotate guys last year? Actually, you have your stable. Yeah. It was all a blur. <laughs> yeah, who was worried about the C then? No, I was mean, worried sometimes about the C. when you get the rotating captains. I mean, yeah. It happens. Why? you you Because that's what could be happening here. It could be a little rotation, Jones. It's, uh, sometimes it's like getting the employee of the week. You know, it's like, hey, uh, uh, Tim hey. did really good with the photocopies this week. That's what give, give him the $20 <laughs> gift, gift card to, to Subway. Way to go. Let's hear it for mm-hmm. Tim. Let's hear it for Tim on the photo. Everybody, let's hear it for Tim on the photocopy machine. You know, it, it doesn't feel genuine. It just feels like, you know. I like I this. I, if you're going to have captains, I say you name them. For the whole year. Bye. I say, yeah, that's it. They're they're your guys. That's it. The end. Hmm. They've earned it. Um, I, I think it's voted on by the players. I mean, sometimes it's weird. Like, you know, the quarterback is always the captain. Right. So, like, Trevor Simeon was a captain. <laughs> Yo, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, man. Hey. Hey, I, I like Trevor and all, but, you know, Trevor's the captain. I don't think Trevor. So, you, you would have liked it to be to, to, to switch up a little bit, maybe, for him, right? You didn't want to see him the captain all the whole time. I, I, you know, I, guess the, I guess you're in big trouble if your quarterback's not a captain. I mean, I've never. Have you ever even seen uh, an NFL team or even a college team, college, where the starting quarterback wasn't a captain? They're always the captain. They're all. And so if they're not, if you <laughs> see a team and the quarterback ain't a captain, what does that say? What does that say? That's classic. <laughs> it's classic. Bad. I mean, how could you not be the captain if you're the quarterback? So do we see that for like uh, the Carolina and Texas? That's a weird one because they're rookies. Yeah, they're rookies and they're going to be playing. I guess they're the they're the starters. Oh. <laughs> Welcome you to it. You just said that you want someone that has some some skin in the game. But you're right. Well, I, I don't know. Usually the captain. If you're the starting I mean, quarterback. The quarterback. Hey man, I get it. You're 23 and you're the starting quarterback and you're grown men and they got wives and kids and you're the 23 year old kid living in a van down by the river and you're the captain. It's not easy. That's why it's a tough position. But, like, you know, Debo wouldn't have a problem with that. But was he ever really the starting quarterback? Not really. Not to start a season, he wasn't. <laughs> not at this time of year, he wasn't. He said Debo. Debo, yeah. No, he didn't get it. it like, his second yeah. season when he played, Orton was the starter. Right. And then so they went one and four. And they had just had it around here, so they were just like, forget it. We'll just yeah. play Tebow. We'll lose. We'll just keep losing with Tebow. Yeah, I don't remember them throwing the C on him. Nah, you can't throw the C on him. It was, no. you know, because, I, I mean, that was super strange because Orton was, like, playing on scout team defense. I mean, there was, do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. How weird was that? <laughs> 
That's what happens, baby. I get it. I I was there. I know you were there. I know you were. It's a weird moment. This is like, hey, I'm here. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. I'll just, I will never, ever forget. And I think Orton did do it on purpose while the media was still at practice. Like he went over and got that penny, you know, 56 or whatever it was, and just threw it on so everybody could see that he was on the, uh, you know, Scott TV. Orton, man. Classic. I asked Orton when Orton was with the Chiefs, he did like a, a phone interview. And I uh, said, what was your favorite part about being in Colorado? I thought his team, the fans. He goes, the mountains. <laughs> I, I go, love it. Okay, all right, Kyle. The yeah, mountains. What's your favorite part of Colorado? The mountains. Not being on the Broncos, <laughs> not the fans, not his teammates, you know, the mountains. I mean, it's my favorite part, too, but right. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't play for the Denver Broncos. That's pro- that's funny. I probably would have said something, <laughs> but I mean, you know, because you're not Come thinking, because you're not thinking about oh, the time I was with the Broncos. <laughs> you're not like what the hell you asking me what I like about Denver? Like oh, I love the mountains. You know, I love going to the mountains. Feel me? I love the well. Then you're gonna the look- slow pace. <laughs> you know, slow pace. Yeah, it's not like a, a, a Vegas or a Miami. I love the relaxing pace of Main Street and yeah, Parker. I love it. <laughs> you know. Ah, oh, Canterbury Golf Course is amazing. <laughs> I remember my day, I remember my days at Park Meadows Mall. Oh God, you know that food court. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Love it. Oh, I remember I took a hike in Sedalia one time. It was incredible. Have you guys ever been up on the Continental Divide? Oh my God, it was so gorgeous. See, right. I'm not saying, oh, the Broncos and the time in the Buffalo, orange. Buffalo Bill's grave was amazing. Yeah. It's very sweet up there, actually. It's awesome. It's a great story up there. Hmm. You want a great story about Buffalo Bill's grave? Yeah, bring me. Yeah. Do you know why, the, why, there's, there. why there's points? I remember the, the story is like, yeah, I've read the story, but I don't remember right now. Real quick. <laughs> there's pointed spikes around his grave. Why are there pointed spikes around his grave? Because he was supposed to be buried in Cody, yep. Wyoming, okay. and a bunch of folks from Cody c- try to come down and steal his body and bring yep. it back to yep. Cody. And they were foiled, so they, they put up spikes. True story. Yep. He was supposed to be in Cody, Wyoming. I love that story. I want to make a movie about that. Like a bunch of losers think about their great-great-grandfathers trying to steal Buffalo Bill's body. So they try to steal it like in present day. And they're just, you know, they're losers. So it doesn't work out. I haven't, like, fleshed out the entire movie. All right, let me read this thing about... Um, oh, boy. Still no Russ, huh, KJ? Really? Seriously? Still yeah, no Russ. They, they ended the lie. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. So wait, no Russ today? He didn't go? I guess not. Seriously, look no, at look no at players, no players. No, I, mean, I mean, I could double check, but yeah, it, double check, man. That's weird. It doesn't appear that they're reopening the live. So no, dude, that becomes a story if there was no Russ. Why? Because he was scheduled to go today. Oh, he was scheduled. He was on oh, the yeah. schedule. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So now you'd have to ask. Well, why I mean, wasn't he there? That's right. Oh. I mean, I'll assume that he's going at some point. I mean, what this would is you ask this after the game because you're not going to see him again if he doesn't come up today, right? So you're gonna bring Dude, bring, it, bring it back up next week after a win? I have. Why never, weren't you there last week? I've. Ne- I mean, I've covered the NFL for 25 plus years, man. I've never seen a quarterback not talk to the local media like before a game, like the Wednesday specifically, maybe a Thursday, but the vast majority of time on a Wednesday, never seen it. Every yeah. single time. Every single week. Yeah. No matter who the quarterback was. No matter who. Go back to uh, when I first started covering the NFL in the 90s, Jim Kelly. I love it. Switch it up, Hayden. 
Switch it up. That, yeah. I mean, if he doesn't talk, that's something. That is that's that would be. What, re- what do you think the reason would be? Wow, I don't know. That's a fun conspiracy theory, though. <laughs> I mean, he told we got Wickersham's article said we got to shut down Russ Incorporated. Uh, that's one way to shut it down, isn't it? <laughs> I, I mean, that would be something. Can you imagine if Russ was just like, forget it, I'm not doing this. I'm not. T- uh, that would be unbelievable. It's like I'm focused right now. I have one. Well, I mean, uh, to me, it would be like, hey, the coach wants me to shut up. I'll shut up. I mean, forget it. Nah, you have to though. If if you're, you can't just say as a player, I'm not going to talk to media. You have to talk to. The I media, would be, you know. So it would, it would come up from the from the top up, from the top down. It'll be coming from the front office. Totally like, agree. You don't have to go out today. You be like, perfect. Thank you. I'm going back in. Okay. I mean, I, I I'm just going to say he's he's coming later. <laughs> well, uh, maybe because they 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 have open locker room scheduled. Which usually goes on kind of at the same time they got the guys at the podium, but it'll be over kind of soon. Hey, um, KJ, we got to uh, we have to go over there. Yeah, I you think see, we really way right. Why? Well, I, I mean, when there's when there's news of brewing, <laughs> let's I, go over there. I'm, I'm smelling it. We maybe we got to get Mace on a bat phone and figure out what's what's happening over there. Mm. What's up? Yeah. Ah, here's Russ life changes and everything else um obviously um moving here was a gift to, to be able to be with a great, such a great organization obviously coming from another great organization in seattle too as well um you know, you know amazing 10 years there obviously last year wasn't what we wanted it so i think the biggest thing is is going on the field and just doing it doing what we know how to do and playing at the highest level um winning football games and enjoying the process respecting the process continue to to drive every day push every day um you know be in the best shape i can possibly be in my life you know you know, every day and, and, and mentally, I think, too, um, you know, mentally knowing that uh, there's always ups and downs and enjoying that part of the journey, knowing that uh, I'm going to come out on the other side of it all and we're going to do that together and we're all going to you know, battle together. And it's just the beginning of the journey. And uh, every year, you you know, it's uh, <clears throat> every year the goal is to, to win the whole thing, just to be honest with you. And, uh, and so anytime you're, you're 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 not in first, you feel like you're last. So, um we, we just got to come out here and, and play a great game. It's we got a long journey ahead of us, and we're all going to do it together. Does it feel more normal this year, Russ? I mean, last year it felt like the whole weight of the city was upon your shoulders. You go to Seattle where it's a big, big deal. I mean, is this opener feel a little more less distracting, I guess? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I've been fortunate um, over the years um, to be able to play in a lot of big games, a lot of big moments, a lot of circumstances, a lot of uh, big opportunities and everything else. And, um, you know, you, you win a lot of them, and sometimes you don't, you know, win some of them. And I think that, uh, you know, understanding the stage is always going to be, um, you know, uh, high and a certain, a certain standard. And, and uh, to, to be able to excel at the highest level um, is, is something that, you know, you, you look forward to and, and knowing that, um, knowing that you have that ability, knowing that you have, uh, the, you know, the, the internal drive every day, uh, waking up to that every day. And so uh, I'm looking forward to this season. I think that uh, also, too, um, getting around the city, being around the fans more, just everything is, uh, as you mentioned, that is a little bit more normal. I think it's, um, yeah, normalized a little bit. I think just being around the city, you know, cheering on sports and cheering on uh, other other teams. I always like the Nuggets and just being around. And obviously, these teammates and these guys, uh, some amazing guys in this locker room. So just, uh, it's definitely a gift uh, and and uh, to be able to play year twelve. What an honor! Historically, you've been a face fast starter. Historically, is it more important this year, given it's a division game at home? 
Uh, I think every game matters. Um, you know, no matter if it's the beginning or end uh, of the season. I, but I do believe that. Um, yeah, you always want to start fast. I think obviously playing in front of our fans uh, here, you know, Broncos country, what a, what an opportunity uh, we have to obviously set the tone. Um, you know, you go up against the Raiders, a lot of history here between uh, these two teams, and uh, we gotta we gotta create a, a new history uh, by by playing one game and just winning that game and trying to do everything we can with that. And I think the best thing that we can do um, is be ready to battle and be ready to fight. It's going to be a long game. It's going to be back and forth, and uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of energy and emotion and everything else. And of the team that can, you know, weather the storm. And oh, okay. Yeah, a little technical difficulty there. What happened there, KJ? This is buffer. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, you got Russ and Russ mode. Just hey, why don't you just keep an eye on it and see, see, you know, if he, see if anybody asks him about the article and shutting down Russ Inc. But um, he, um, Russ mode is Russ mode. That's podium Russ. Podium Russ is not my favorite Russ. Why? You, you want the spice. Oh, my he God. Podium, Podium Russ can just dribble on and on and on and give you cliches and not right. really answer a question. And he's not some – a lot of times Podium Russ just isn't very genuine. I like mm-hmm. I like football Russ. Football Russ is my favorite Russ. You know, I compare it to, you know, the, the Barbie movie. Like there was 10 million Barbies. <laughs> there's this Barbie, that Barbie, that Barbie, this Barbie, that Barbie. You know, like there's like a million different Russes. There's a bunch of Russes. So I'm just like, I'm trying to dial in on who I like, and I really like football Russ. I think football Russ is a good teammate. I think football Russ is a, a, a works hard. I think he's a hell of a competitor, and I think he's won a lot of big games. No, Sean, over the years, football yeah. football Russ is, I think, my favorite version of Russ. That's why I didn't. This sounded like what it should have sounded like then. You know, I expected him to. Say what he said, pretty much, in that short time we heard. I love the little Ricky Bobby. Uh, yeah, he's thrown that in now a couple times. You no, know, I love that. If you're not if first, you're last. You're for last. But yeah, um, he's just ready, man. Um, I'll be willing to. I, I, I want him to be. I want to hear what he sounds like uh, after the game. What parts of Russ do you like? What parts of Russ kind of bug you? Oh yeah, I, I hate the cliches for sure. Um, just keep it real with everyone. Tell how it is. Keep it short. You don't have to keep on going on and on. And that's just like Russ going out there and playing ball. That's yeah. it. That's all it is, man. And he's trying his hardest, man. You know, got to kind of, you know, not feel bad for him. But, you know, he's doing it his best, man. Where Every guy think, out where, there is doing you, their best. Where do you think Podium Russ came from? How, how, well, I don't even know. What do you, you say Podium Russ because he says all the cliches yeah, and all that stuff? Where, where did all that come from? He's just trying to, you know, he wants people to kind of like him. And... Find that he is genuine because I feel like he is. It's just that sometimes it just comes off weird. It comes off, you weird. know. But it, it, listen, nothing hey, shocked po- me po- from po- this. Podium right Tebow was weird too. Podium watched, Podium Tebow weird. was, you know, he he was always kind of out of breath. Tebow was always fucking <laughs> high. He was kind of always like up here, and it's gonna be great, and everything's gonna be awesome, and this is gonna. Talk, it's like whoa, You're just crazy. He does sound oh, you like know, that you know, no, that's yeah. how he sounded. I've, yeah, I've been. I think it's Listen great. The Raiders, it's going to be, you know, they come out, and they're hard, and they're tough, and it's going to, you know, be, <laughs> I feel like it's going to pass out. <laughs> so far, I never noticed it, but I can see it easily. And Podium Russ just goes on, oh, man, I mean, let's oh. just, you know, uh, uh, Mike McGlinchey is a captain, what an honor. But man, all do those, me. No, all do, those. What was I like? No, I know I was difficult. You, because I, I really well, didn't want to. I don't know how much podium stuff you ever did. Not much podium, but y'all talked to me in the locker. 
Remember uh, all that stuff? Uh, listen, uh, I kept it real short, sweet. Like, listen, I'm here to play ball, B. That's it. Kept it real short and sweet. So I know y'all probably got some stories. I think you and, like, Ronnie and, like, Decker and DT, That I'm I'm, I'm trying to see how the locker room was kind of lined up. Mm-hmm. You know, am I, am I right? I'm kind of right about that, I think. And you were fine. You know, you were a running back, though. So, you know, <laughs> well, uh, running backs are a different type of crew. Run, oh, running, backs, running backs are a different crew. You were always know. cool. I don't know. Really? Yeah. But, like, Lance Lance used to, like, hang out. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, he <laughs> likes to just chill, man. He would just <laughs> hang out and talk and Bro. talk and talk and talk and talk. I'm gone. Yeah. I, It'd I be hard to even catch I me. I don't actually, you got, to keep it real with you, I don't have a lot of memories of the way you were. Because I was gone. It was okay. like, what? Y'all, want, Y'all only want to talk when something negative's going on. Something positive going on. You, y'all way down there. I'm like, nah. I'm but good. like guys like I'm Lance, out. Lance was like friends with guys in the media. Like CJ was too. CJ Anderson. Ronnie was pretty quiet. Ronnie kind of kept to himself. DT didn't talk all that much. I guess late in my career, more more so, it was like, all right, I, I dig. I mess with that reporter right there. <laughs> I mess with that person right there. You know, like all right. I don't know. I don't have any bad uh, memories of you. The guy who had the, the biggest, like you know, uh, it was DJ Williams. <laughs> DJ, DJ, yeah, but I know guys like swear by him, like Nate Jackson. Cool, yeah. Oh, Nate Jackson thinks DJ Williams was like the greatest guy, yeah, like the greatest guy. But DJ hated the media, hated the media. And what way? Like he, uh, he, he got hate, answers, or uh, he, so he would. He just was annoying, man. Like he would just <laughs> turn up his music loud. With all, oh, like, and, and Vaughn's locker was right, right close to his. Uh, and so he just made, so, hey, DJ, you don't want to talk to us? Fine, but we're going to, you know, this Vaughn Miller's pretty good. We may, uh, you know, we may ask him a question or two. Okay. Just, and the, you know, the words and the music and he, he was salty. Mm. But, but guys who play with DJ will tell you he's the world's greatest dude. For sure. For sure. Right? Good dude. Good dude. Gentleman guy. You know what I mean? Would help you. I mean. He was a good dude, great teammate. Yeah, so who cares what we thought? That's what that's what you think when you're a player in there. You're like, who cares what the outside world thinks of us? CJ loved talking. Let's go out there. CJ wanted he'll talk to you all day. Lance was cool too. Yeah, Decker, CJ Decker, would talk to you for sure. Decker was cool. <laughs> he just was kind of quiet. He was he was fine though. He was mm-hmm. he was fun. Um, Doc would talk. Doc liked chatting with you. You know, Champ Champ would talk with you kind of on the side. He didn't love talking mm-hmm. to you at his locker, but that. off to the side, he was great. I mean, everybody was pretty good. I, I don't really remember anybody being like a big jerk or Who, anything. Who's like the that. DJ now, nowadays? Who's the DJ? Williams I, 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 I don't know right now. Yeah, I don't. Cause because, well, first of all, we haven't been really being, been right. able to be in the locker room because of COVID and other rules. I think the, the locker room is open. When we have Andrew Mason in later today, we should ask him. That's that's a better He's question. Not like me, a jerk, right? but more so like, you know. Well, to, to keep it real with you, I hate the locker room. I hate being in there. I've been in there a million times. Um, I just feel like, you know, standing around yeah, watching guys awkward, sh- a, a little. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, uh, everyone's taking their clothes off, and I'm just like, I'm like, oh, my <laughs> Lord. And, but you, and you don't know who's going to talk when and what it's going to be, and I'd rather avoid all of it. Here's what the Avalanche do. Here's what the Avalanche do. They have two locker rooms at, at uh, um, 
at the arena, okay? So they've got one place they can change and just take off their hockey gear, and then they can go shower and change. I like that. Let's talk to guys with their clothes on, and we can get them relatively, you know, quickly and whatever, and we can talk to whoever we want to like that, and then you can go change and get in the shower, and I don't have to look at you. Right. I mean, you, uh, didn't that bother you after all those years <laughs> just bumping around? It's strange, but that's what you do, I mean, you There's know? like, there's like I, I don't know, man. Is, man. I was in and out. But yeah, it is what it is. So when I started with the we're doing story time here with the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> Cornelius Bennett, Cornelius, do you remember Cornelius Bennett? Do you remember the name at all? Yeah, yeah. Well, Cornelius Bennett did not care about changing in the locker room. He kept it quite clear. He didn't care who was in there. And Cornelius, it was like, "Hello, world," and I'm gonna, you know. Put some lotion on and just, you know, no, whatever. You. <laughs> I'm not joking. Cornelius would just. I know all this. I was in the locker room. I could see it for like <laughs> five straight <laughs> years. And then there was Thurman Thomas, and Thurman was like so shy. Like Thurman would keep his back to everybody. Thurman would, and that's fine. I don't want any of it. I don't want any of it. You remember these things real vividly. Well, I can't forget Cornelius. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. See, this is getting out of control. I mean, it was. Hey, KJ. I'm just telling, you what, I'm just telling you what it was. <laughs> I don't even know how we, we we got here though. We got way. I don't know how we into got the here. locker room talk. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> he has Buku locker room stories, man. So yeah, but just got to be careful. But that's why I just stay out of it for the past few years. I was like, COVID, awesome. We don't have to go in there. Sounds good. But you got to like how the yeah, I like how the you said the abs of that. How the abs are different like that. And, yeah. yeah, but they need like, to have that. But there's there's a hundred guys on a football team. There's all, there's all like six dudes yeah. on the hockey team you'd even want to talk to. Right, I get it. But yeah, it gives the guys a, some time, man, and you collect your thoughts, and then you go to another room and get the interview. Uh, yes, yes, please, <laughs> pretty please, exactly, right. Like, there's only about seven or eight guys that you really want to really talk to. It's really weird after the game because some of those reporters, you don't even know who they are. Well, the, game, some of the-, the game is different. Like, yo. Yeah, the game's, well, it depends what locker room you're it's, in. I too. mean, away, like away, you know what I'm saying? Oh, some of those away locker rooms are tiny. I mean, you'd be just, I mean, it's, everybody thinks the life of an NFL guy is so extravagant. You got to see some of these old stadiums and old locker rooms mm-hmm. and stuff. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's garbage. Buffalo Bills locker room was old. The Raiders, Raiders. the Chargers. Yeah, Raiders. I mean, these places were like the steam pipes and like drippy things. They're like, <laughs> you know, be like nails or needles around. I mean, who so, knows? Yeah, regular high school. Stupid locker room. Oakland's. Anyways. Uh, uh, so Mace is in there. He's a, he's a locker room expert. We'll see what the vibe <laughs> is. And I don't know if Russ said anything interesting. I've, I've been promising you that I was going to get to this stuff, and I will, um, about this article from Seth Wergersham about um, about Sean Payton. So we'll dig all back into that. Here we go. Wednesday, Raiders week, rivalry week. It's the drive on the fan. <laughs> it's the drive on Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. D-Mac, no Sean. Our guy KJ chopping it up with you. What is this, man? All right, I'm just going to play this because I'm kind of curious here. Mad Dog Russo is just mad that CU's getting so much attention. Is that right? <laughs> Just upset, just mad. I'll tell you right now, I will root like crazy for Nebraska oh on Saturday God. afternoon. Uh, listen, he's a breath of fresh air. I thought it was a great hire when Colorado made the move. They were a disastrous program. His kid, it's a good story. He brings the, uh, the other Travis Hunter in. 
plays both ways. He gets him to go from Florida State to, to Jackson State, and then he goes out to uh, Boulder. I can't, I can't even listen to the rest of it. <laughs> so he's just, he's just, he's, he's too much. Is that it? Is this too much, Brian? Yeah. All right, I'll listen. I'll listen to the rest of it, but I don't know where he's going here. Already? So I know they play in Nebraska this weekend. Yeah. And I, I mean, we know that maybe our little pal will, will be How there. How are you, Dion, now so, when he backs it up, though? Paul, good question. You and I do a little kumbaya Saturday about 11 o'clock in the morning. Go, Matt Rule, and go, Cornhuskers. I want to see you on that wheels up, all bummed out, 31-14, Nebraska. I'm a little Dion down. Okay. That boy had a couple of cocktails early. Oh, my goodness. I'm a little Dion down. Oh, hey, now, he had one of those uh, paid lattes. Hey, <laughs> how many lattes is that? Hey, for real. That's about number three right there. <laughs> hey, he had a lattezzo. Uh, I want to play this Colin Cowherd about the authenticity of Russ after the Wickersham article. And then I have some details from that. Winning solves everything. Yes. And if Denver wins this year and Russell is great, maybe people will like him more. But I do feel like sometimes, and I think this is a fair criticism, I could be wrong, because in my dealings with Russell, he's been very authentic. In my one dealing with Kirk Cousins at an event years ago, I thought he was religious and authentic. Kurt Warner's religious. I've always felt that's very authentic. But sometimes I do feel a little like Russell is trying to act like he thinks a leader should. And I think what leadership is, is authenticity. Michael Jordan never apologized for his flaws. I've seen Mahomes yell at Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. I've seen Peyton Manning yell at his center Jeff Saturday and coaches. I've seen Brady yell at multiple people. Hopefully when he comes to Fox, he doesn't yell at me. But that's authentic, and I've seen Kobe and Shaq and all great players get upset and see emotions. I think I think that's fair. The one thing that, but it's a different style. Like, and this is what Russ and Tebow had in common. Mm-hmm. They just aren't like that. They're not the scream at you. You know, they're more the encouraging type. Right, and that's what it's, that's what it sounds like. Colin is trying to say is that. Well, it sounds like he's saying he's not authentic just because he's not a rah-rah crazy guy. But, like you just said, him and Tebow were different. This is how they are. But Tebow will show you that emotion, right? That emotion or that fiery emotion on that feel like we're about to get this done. And that's what people would love to see. But, yeah, you don't see that from Russ right You don't now. even see that. You don't see him get fired right. up in the, in a way. Maybe an arm punch. Like, you know, a little swing of the, of the fist. You might see that every once in a while. But... Nothing more than that. And well, the and question that's what the is, people see. I think the question isn't isn't if you yell at guys. I mean, maybe you do, maybe you don't. I think the question is, do the players believe that you've got what it takes to lead them? Mm. And I think it's first of all, I think I don't know how you even become an NFL quarterback if you don't have that characteristic. How did you get that far mm-hmm. and you don't have that? And that's where like Paxton Lynch was just a disaster. I mean, a disaster. He had, like, no leadership qualities whatsoever. But he was this crazy athlete, theoretically, 6'7", and big arm and could run around. So at Memphis, where they had, like, eight plays, you know, it worked out all right. But in the NFL, you know, it, it's just not the same. It's the, And then you can't be seen crying on the sidelines because you feel bad for yourself. Tebow did it. Not like that. Not not like not like Paxton Lynch did against the Raiders. He just mm-hmm. tapped out and was crying and was just wasn't playing well and was had a boo boo and, and just you know and it was just done. You know, you, you do that in front of your teammates. Come on, man. 
Come on. You're so upset, man. It's bad. You know, you be, you never been there? You so upset with yourself? So mad that you just start tearing up? It wasn't one of those. Game wasn't it over. was like he was sad. It was it was game was I mean the game had time. Trevor almost led him back to to win. Oh yeah, yeah. taking out the game and start tearing hey. up. That's, this yeah, wasn't that's not you. a good look. This wasn't you in the no chantier. The no chantier, <laughs> I've done that many times. Like during the anthem, mm. when you're just at, like, uh, I've done a lot of these races in Colorado, running races and cycling things. And sometimes, man, when you're at the starting line and they're playing the anthem and you're about to try something you don't know, mm. you don't know if you're going to be able to do or not. And you've, you know, you've worked hard and they, they play that damn anthem and you take a look around. Love it. Come on. Yes. How do you not? I mean, I know. Well, I mean, that's what you're all, you know, the whole no chantier thing. <laughs> but that moment just got you, right? Like, it just got you. Exactly. I mean, it's probably gotten you before. It gets a lot of guys. Plenty of times. But the game's on the line in the fourth quarter, and you're crying on nah, the sideline? Yeah, that's not a good look. What that? Let me go win the game. Suck it up, Buttercup. Dang. Okay, let me read this part to you from the Wickersham um, ESPN article. It's about Sean Payton. And now this is this was interesting. So this Seth Wickersham guy, he goes to the joint practice with the Rams and the Broncos. And um, he goes and he follows Sean Payton back to his office. Uh, he turns on film of practices. People filter in and out of his office. George Payton, various assistants. The mayor of Denver stopped by. I remember that. No, Sean, the mayor of Denver, which just happened to the new mayor of Denver, just stopped by training camp. And uh, he closes his door, draws the shades, he pulls out a legal pad, and kicks his feet up. Quote, Sean Payton. All right, he says, I'm going to be pissed off watching this. Two hours pass in which he utters only disparate thoughts. Hell of a throw by Russ. Horrible route. What are we doing? I hate this. Clicking through plays, rewinding over and over. The Rams, no, Sean, the Rams seem more invested than the Broncos in the outcome and in one another. They jump and yell after a big play. The Broncos are flat. He's frustrated about pre-snap penalties and that the receivers aren't blocking downfield on screen passes, killing any chance of a big gain. Boy, you want to talk why Albert O is probably not on this team anymore, huh? What troubles him more is something he sees on film but isn't sure how to fix. It's the Broncos after a bad play are discouraged on the snaps that follow. They can't forget. Few of the Broncos players know what it's like to win in the NFL, at least as a member of this club. It doesn't take much to slide and to blame others. The other day he told the players that no referee has ever picked up a flag because someone yelled at them. He was speaking to himself as much as the team, hoping it sinks in for both. And no, Sean, my man, I think that is well written. Mm-hmm. Love it. And how do you change a culture of not winning to winning right. if you don't know how to win in the first place? And if you don't have that competitive edge, like bro, for real, that would that would that would irk me as a player. If you know we're doing a joint practice and the other team is more like they're they're up, they're they're more energized, energized. Um, with practice and making big plays and things like that, and we over here flat after. Okay, they might have picked us off. All right, mm-hmm. that's gonna happen. All right, they got they got hype. Let's come back. Let's come back and get them on something. And then once we make a play, let's go ahead and run. To, you know, to the to the um to the end zone to celebrate. Like it, it's competition. If you don't have that competition, if you don't have that level of competition where 
anything that we do, we're going to be competing. Like, then I don't want you on my team. So, I don't care what it is. And Netflix Swamp Kings, it shows Georgia, you scored a touchdown, and the entire team, the entire team comes out to celebrate, knowing you're going to get a flag. Mm. And I don't know if that was organic or that was coached up. So the thing was, Coach Rick came to us, you know, the week before the game was like, you know, just talking about the game and how how much this meant to the team, the rivalry between Florida and Georgia. And he's like, listen, if someone, whoever scores, if they don't get a penalty, then we're going to be running for, for, for weeks. You know what I mean? Whoever scores. It's coached up. Yeah, you better you better get a penalty. That's how hype I want you to be, how ready I want you to be for mm, this game. Mm. So it was like, all right, that's what we'll do. So the whole week we're trying to think, like, yo, if you score, what you going to do? Yeah. If you score, what you going to do? Oh, I'm going to spike it. Mm. Oh, if you score, what are you going to do? I'm going oh, to finger roll that thing on the, on the goalpost. Like, eh, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to fillet that thing. Mm. Okay, okay. And I think one of us was like, bro, oh, it was like, all right, well, if we score, so whoever scores is the one taking the picture, mm. and everyone else, I want to let's stand around mm. and, and, and pose in the end zone. Mm. So when I score, I scored, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm expecting mm-hmm. to get up mm-hmm. and take a picture of the offense. Like, oh, I'm going to take a picture of everyone. Mm-hmm. I, I stand up, and I see the whole – I didn't even know the whole team. that the whole team was going to be running the out. And I was like, team. bro, the whole team out here? Let's, you know what I'm saying? Let's How get it. Was that? Hey, it was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminded yeah. me a little bit of the Dion. He's like, bro, yeah. he better be excited. Right. It reminded me when Dion and them boys was fighting, um, when his kids was fighting at practice. And he's like, bro, mm-hmm. don't walk away from the fight. Right, right, right. Like, you better be up in there. And that's the kind of juices that you want around your team, the, the guys that you want on your team, where it's like, bro, if one person's fighting, we all fighting. If they celebrating, we better be celebrating here shortly. And I remember that day because guess who had the dropsies that day, that Wednesday, was Jerry Judy. He had a bad practice, man. He had like three or it four drops. It happens. But like he would do- usually when Judy would drop a pass, he was dropping a pass almost in every practice during training camp. But but I mean, like like the next play, he would make a great catch. Mm. But not on that day against the Rams that Wednesday. It's like, man, one back and he hung his head. Who was around him at that time? Like, hey, bro, let's get it. Yeah, you, it's all right. Let's get it. Ah, man. You know what I'm saying? You was know, I think court, you know, is. Trying to do that, but how about somebody to get in his grill a little bit? And Why? Why do you gotta get it? I already dropped three passes. I don't need you in my grill. All right. Well, I dropped three passes. I'm, I want to go out there and compete. I'll tell you what happened. Nothing. Flat as a pancake. What? That, see, that, I mean, nothing. I'm upset about that. I need someone rush. Somebody go up and like, bro, it's all good. Let's hey, you go. You about to make a big play right now? Let's couldn't, get it. For whatever reason, the Broncos couldn't shake it that day. I don't. Hey, listen, I don't. I don't like what I'm hearing right now. Well, I wasn't. Was, I wasn't. I wasn't at that practice. I wish I was. Um, that was because that would tell me a lot about the team, and that's why it sounds like Sean Payton is well, pissed. Well, there you go. I mean, we thought it, and now it's been confirmed here. And so, how do you get? I mean, this is a little worrisome for the year, man. I mean, are we going to have a team that's just going to get down and then just give up, or are we going to get a team that is sick of losing? Mm. But how can you know how to win if you've never won? And that's why you need, like, a Frank Clark. You need a guy right. like Frank Clark or somebody else from the outside to just that knows what it takes and get that juice going. But on this particular right. day, the Broncos didn't have it. This is the drive on the fan. It's the drive on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. 
All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. Seth Wickersham, no, no Sean, um, was on uh, Mike and Mark with the boys this morning. And the relationship is interesting because what is the relationship with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson? Well, look, last year things got a little out of control with, you know, the, the promotion of Russell, I think. And I can't blame the Broncos. You know, they had been starved for a franchise quarterback for so long. That- Let me just stop that there for a second. He's not wrong. Mm-mm. Like, getting Russ here was awesome. So if Russ wanted to prop up this business or that business, I mean, we had a bit. Hey, KJ, <laughs> do you got uh, Where in the World is Russell Wilson? Uh, we, we put together a theme song for, uh, do you have that handy or is that hard to find? Did you throw it in the trash can and never be heard from again? But, like, we we were excited to track Russell Wilson all over the world. You got it there? I'll be impressed if you can find it that fast. Because, hmm. man, this thing went to the right. lunar rotation. Yeah, we made a... <laughs> Russell Wilson was in Bangkok selling... Shrimp. <laughs> I don't know. Russell Wilson was in Canada uh, selling uh, plaid jackets. Russell Wilson was in the was in, was in was in Alaska. Why do I have him up north? He was in Mexico. Why do I have him up north? I don't know. Russell Wilson was everywhere. Everywhere, baby. We were into it. We had a theme song. All right, that's enough. Crazy. Well, it was it was it was, it was we were excited about. All of it. Here's a little bit more. It, here. You know, it, they were excited. They wanted the fans to be excited. And it ended up backfiring spectacularly, obviously. I, I think that he meant it a little bit more as a joke with Russell than like a stern lesson. But what do you think the worst moment was in terms of the humiliation, KJ and Oshan, of Russell last year? Like, what was like the most, like, oh my God? Man, it's so many. I can't. There was a few, but honestly, I think it was after. I guess one of the losses at the podium talking about the Broncos country. But he was kind of fading away at the same time saying, Broncos, that's, Broncos country, that's... It was almost like we was were like, all saying, think, stop I think, it. I think he was concussed. Could have been. He was in his full uniform an hour after the game. His yeah. eyes were a little teary. I think he but had... That wasn't the time he said this, right? No, it was. It was. It was. I know exactly. I was there. I know exactly was what it was. Yes. It was after the game. It was an hour after. He was still in uniform. His eyes were all whatever. It was Broncos going to realize as he, like, walked off. No, it was... How about when Justin Tucker, a kicker, is making fun of him? How about the it high knees? The high, the high knees, knees on the plane. There was, there was a lot of little crazy It was things. just like, oh, my God. Like, who isn't ripping on our guy here? I know, but that's the thing. Even, like he said, before the season, everyone was so excited. Like, Everybody where is he excited. at? But it was more so, if he didn't come out and play... The, play then we were going to be like, he needs to stop all this. All right, here's a little bit more. You know, Russell Wilson's not on social media as much as he used to be. True. And the team is not promoting him as much as it used True. to. True. And I think that he Hey, li- do you guys remember when they revealed their new helmets, who was promoting what players they put out mm-hmm. with the new helmets? KJ, you remember who the two players were? I do. Who? Justin Simmons. And? Patrick Sertain. That's it. I mean, to me, that was like, man, Russ doesn't get to... Okay, cool. But that's what the team chose. Which is fine. They're choosing two great players. Two, Someone else some shine. Uh, no doubt about it. That's not, what, do you think that's an accident? 
Come on. More. Nice Russell. I think he likes him as a player. I think that he was completely miscast last year. And, you know, Sean Payton knows what he knows how to call an offense and he knows how to build an offense around personnel and situation and circumstance. And I think the main thing that he's trying to do with Russell is get him up to the line faster, Mm. get the snap going quicker and get Russell in a mode where he's reacting more than, you know, how you saw last year, he was indecisive in moments. And I think that he thinks that Russell's best, as a quick twitch player who goes back, diagnoses the defense and gets the ball out of his hand. And, um, you know, and and is still able to use those off schedule plays to his advantage. And so I think that like, those are the things that he does. Okay. At the end of the day, man, he's just saying live up to the hype. You know what I mean? That's that's it. That's all it is. And who hyped him up? We did. And it is what it is. No doubt about it. Understandably. But now we're like, we, we need to see it. Here's where the coach fell so short, Hackett, that he couldn't get it under control either. Like, he didn't know what to do with it. (laughs) So it was after one of these terrible losses, and it's a long time afterwards. I mean, dude, it's like an hour after the game. I go in the locker room, and I'm like, eh, everybody's probably gone at this point, but just poking my head in. And there's Russ sitting at his locker with Hackett standing, like Russ is holding court, not the coach. It's the player with the coach, like, standing there, like, the the meeting's happening at the player's locker. Dude, come on. Hackett was sitting and Russ standing? Hackett oh. was standing. Hackett okay. was standing. I'm trying to picture this up right now. Hack- so Russ is, like, in his, still in his uniform. This is an hour after the game, man. And he's sitting there, and Hackett's just, like, you know, mm-hmm. kind of standing there. And he kind of had one leg up on, like, another locker. Right. And Russ is there, and they're kind of talking. But it, it was as if Russ is holding the meeting. Because he was holding a meeting. Because he was. Because mm-hmm. he was in charge, not Hackett. <laughs> and it was just like, man, that's not right. Like, I cannot. Can mm. you imagine? Come on, man. I'm trying to think. You're Even Josh. Josh wouldn't do that. Josh wouldn't just be sitting there, you know, at Tebow's locker, talking with Tebow. Josh lost some bad games, too. He's not going to be sitting around <laughs> there right. being talked to. No, nah, he was sitting talking to Tebow. Foxy? Foxy was gone, too. Mm-mm. Well, it's after the game, man. You've done what you can do. We'll see you tomorrow. You know, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll, spend some time on this, right? Like we don't, we don't, we don't need to hash things over right here, right now. And what, what's going to change? We're about to go back to the facility, probably as a coaching staff, and be there till two o'clock in the stupid morning, looking at this stuff. We'll see you in the morning, fellas. You should have said. Like <laughs> what it. else is there to say? But no, I'm going to stand there while Russ tells me everything. Dude, it was so messed up last year. I can't even tell you. I'm glad, hey, you know what? Sean, yeah. Payton, Sean Payton ain't perfect. Right. But you know what? He's a damn better coach than Hackett, and he's going to lead this team to more success. I got zero, zero doubts about it. Right, and it just might not be this year. Oh, man. I'm just saying. Let's Why be are you realistic. saying that? I, I'm realistic. So I'm just saying, yeah, they might, they're going to win more games than last year, which is a plus. But that whole piece about guys not, you know what I mean, they're not up to practice. That to was compete. crazy. Well, let's get back to that. Let's get back to that with Football at Four coming up next.